Are the aspirations of young African people accessible? This is a relevant question because for most of us listening to the podcast, we are young, at least in a relative sense. Um, Looking at the stats of the podcast, it would seem that a few people who listen are between the ages of 18 and 25, and then a majority are between 35 and I think 40. We do have some people who are um, between 50 and 60 who listen to the podcast, and I'm honored that those people would hang around here. But from the figures that I've rolled out here, you can see that a lot of the listeners are between the ages of 18 and 40, and so we are uh, young people. And so that's why questions like these are important. So it's also important because... A number of us are currently trying to run a business or float some businesses in the future. And besides, for those of you who are Nigerians listening to the podcast, even if you do not run a business now, you know that it's only a matter of time because eventually every single Nigerian starts a business. The only difference is some of us started when uh, we're young, out of school and in our first job. And some people wait until they retire, they don't know what to do. And then the children say, hey, mommy, daddy. Why don't you start a poultry or start doing fisheries or something? So we either start at the beginning or we either start at the end. But it's safe to say that most Nigerians anyway are going to be involved in business one way or another. And so this question of whether we're locked in an environment where our true potential can come out or whether our true potential is being stifled is a very um, important and a timely one. So yes, we are facing some infrastructure challenges for those of us youngins and newbies who are trying to grow businesses. There's the power issue for those of you who have stuff that you need to manufacture. And power affects us all. Because even as a budding wedding photographer in Lagos, it was one of the hassles that I had to face where you have a job uh, coming up, but then never has been doing its thing. And because of that, you know, you have five or six battery, but batteries, but every single battery is flat. So now, of course, you can't run the household uh, gen until a certain time. But then, like in our own house, we would run the gen from, um, I think it was from about 6 to midnight. And depending on how many batteries you have, sometimes it's not enough to give everything a decent charge. Especially if you're a videographer. For a photographer, you can cope. You get two batteries charged, you're good. You can rough the wedding. But for a videographer, with uh, all the cameras that you have, video is power hungry. Um, you can't charge just two batteries and know that you are good for the day. So um, even for people who are in uh, service-based industries, at the very least, you need to uh, power your laptop. So yeah, in one way or another, power is a challenge. Um, Finance is also a challenge. People complain about not being able to um, access uh, loans uh, quickly because... Banks are more interested in uh, high, no- uh, high turnover projects and uh, stuff like that. They're not interested in little folk, transportation issues, uh, and then the whole thing of manpower and education. It's something that I've heard um, complain about a lot, especially in the wedding and the event space. You know, everybody complains that, you know, we would like um, good help. Um, you know, if you're a wedding planner, you would like good, um, I don't know, I don't know what you people call them, assistants or project managers or whatever, but the thing is, there are manpower problems. You know, people are not properly educated. Those who are um, educated want to charge an arm and a leg. So, yes, we do have those problems of power, finance, transportation, and manpower education and all that. 
And then plus, there's this thing that keeps creeping up, especially in the wedding and the event space, about um, old guards, monopolies, and entrenched interests. Because I remember when I moved to uh, Abuja, or rather when I moved back to Abuja after Patience and I got married, um, maybe, gosh, I can't remember how many years ago that was. Anyway, after we moved in, there was um, talk at the time about uh, cliques and cabals forming that had a monopoly on high-priced um, northern weddings. And I used to hear all that a lot and it used to do my head in because, um, anyway, no point in rehashing my own um, opinion here, but just sitting down and griping and complaining that some people are a monopoly or they're a cabal is not doing anything to help your situation, even if it is, in fact, the case that these cabals or cliques actually do exist. One thing that we need to bear in mind is that these challenges are not unique to our own generation or in our own um, society. So let's look at things about the old guard, this whole thing about oligarchies, the old guard, monopolies and entrenched interests. Let's look at, um, okay, I'm recording this on an iPhone and I'm assuming that a couple of you listening are listening to this um, using an iPhone. So there was a time when IBM was the old guard or the monopoly and apple was the upstart but now things have changed apple is now the monopoly or the entrenched interest and then the rest of us are now the upstarts you know anybody who is trying to get into uh that kind of tech space and believe it or not there was a time when ibm was the upstart and somebody else was the entrenched interest so it's not unique to this generation it's just part of the way um of life so yes maybe that cabal exists but eventually you're going to get really good at your business especially if you pay attention to all the things that we discuss about here on the podcast about personal selling uh networking stuff like that and if you do a good job then it just means that one day somebody else is going to be able to complain about you and say okechuku and kemi and uh philemon and erasmus they're the ones that are they are the clique. They have locked down the Abuja wedding space. Every single um, high-value wedding, you know, if it doesn't pass through them, you know, you're not going to be able to get in on the action, blah, 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 blah. So today, you complain about someone else. If you do a good job, tomorrow, somebody else is going to complain about you. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, always the same. The big person was once an upstart. Uh, who else? Richard Branson. He used to be an upstart at some point. Tony Elumelu used to be an upstart. I was surprised to find out that, in fact, he used to be a salesman selling um, photocopiers in Nigeria back in the day. Because I didn't know that we, um, the sales profession was an established thing in Nigeria. In a sense, you know. So that caught me by surprise. And uh, photocopy salesmen were just, I thought, a, f a stereotype that existed only in the west you know the uk um america and then of course at some point mo abudu was also an upstart as well so everybody starts off at some point being an upstart so don't bemoan your situation uh too much just do your best uh play your part and um let's hope for the best now of course i believe personally that even though these infrastructure challenges are there complaining is not going to do us any good we can't wait for the Nigerian state to cure infrastructure challenges. But am I saying that we shouldn't bother about whether um, NEPA works, whether we have a uh, functioning power grid or not? 
I'm not saying that we should ignore those things. In fact, I believe that those of us who are interested in private enterprise and business, that we should get involved eventually when we can afford to in not just politics per se, but we should be interested in making sure that we have a voice when it comes to shaping the public policy of our day. Because that is the environment in which our businesses function, thrive or die. And that is also going to be the environment in which our kids grow up. So I'm not saying that you ought to run for president or for governor. But when you can afford to, and when you have the means, find ways to get involved. Whether it's elective office, uh, pressure groups, uh, being a technocrat, we need to find some way to shape the policy infrastructure of our respective countries. So if you're Nigerian and listening to this podcast, I think that's what you ought to do. And if you're American and you're listening to this podcast and you're not happy what's going on um, in your country, I think that is what you should do, especially those of us who are in private enterprise, because we do learn important skills of figuring out what's important to people, what the goal is, mobilizing people and capital to solve problems. So I think we are uniquely suited to solve some of these challenges. Of course, the problem, uh, the disadvantage that we have is that we're not natural born politicians because politicking is an art in its own right anyway so don't wait for the state to cure infrastructure challenges find alternative power sources um, luckily for me uh, patients and i were able to get our inverter system back when things were quite um, affordable even at the time we thought we thought it was expensive because for us to have um, two 80 watt batteries or is it 160 watt batteries with a uh, 2.5 i think is it 2.5 is it kilowatts or megahertz or whatever i'm not sure about the um, technical stuff we're able to get that for 150k and that was just uh, when we got married it allows us to power the house uh what else we don't put the fridge on it so but it powers you know all the electricity uh the fans uh the tv um what else so, I mean, so for us, that alternative power source solves um, a lot of problems. And so there are lots of uh, things that we can look at, uh, petty solar, uh, so that um, your phones and your laptop is charged, so that uh, you're able to call your clients and you have a full battery to be able to run presentations uh, for your clients when you meet up with them at SETI Plaza or whatever, assuming that you don't have an office now. So if you're a wedding planner and that's your thing, you know, you do um, presentations on your computer, there are things that we can do to get by. We also have to take the responsibility to build our business acumen so that we can raise finance. Because I've uh, attended a number of forums where you find people from, uh, uh, what's it called, the Bank of Industry. Uh, this Bank of Industry, um, gosh, I can't remember. There are loads of uh, different Nigerian bodies that their job is just to find businesses that need the help and um, allocate capital. So I found that some of these sessions, the people who run the show say that one of the problems that they have is that people do not know how to uh, put together a convincing um, presentation. So uh, some people approach them without a business plan or business plans that are incomplete. So you need to um, improve your business acumen. That's not something that I can do or I can advise on. So you have to look for help, um, help elsewhere. But you need to learn how do you put together a business presentation when people, when financiers want to throw uh, money at you, what are they um, looking for? What are the key things that your document should hit or your presentation should hit? So raise your business acumen and it might not solve the problem of you getting a business loan from Zenith Bank, for instance. 
but your business acumen goes up um you're able to get put together um, better proposals and um, who knows you might not be able to get financing from zenith bank but you might have done a good enough job that you're able to find um, private um, investors because it looks like you've done your homework and then besides money since the right kind of people that you would like to work with are probably too um, expensive um, so look for other ways to engage to motivate people and to employ um, people for now there's just no other way um, around it or you can just do what a friend of mine did she found someone who was uh, raz in quote or not put together and she polished up the person in quote and right now they're doing um, pretty good uh, as a they're doing pretty good um, as a team they both love and are very um, loyal to each other of course the young lady is loyal to madame for finding her and for training her and for cleaning her up in quote and uh, bringing her um, up to speed so uh, when it comes to the old guard or the supposed cliques that we have like this thing in, in abuja where people say that there's a northern clique that control the wedding industry just learn how to compete the internet is kind of democratizing the space so maybe yes in the old days before uh instagram was a thing and before the internet was becoming really um powerful i guess maybe it was it would have been easier back then for people to uh form a cabal like uh we're from the right family we know the right people uh between us let's have this referral club and let's control um uh, all the big weddings that uh, come up out of the Niger. So maybe that was possible in the past, but now the internet kind of democratizes the space, and so there's room, there's opportunity for us to um, compete. So this is primarily not a sales episode because I know that I haven't directly um, spoken about any sales theory or tips and tricks that we can use to build our businesses. But I figured it's important for me to make this podcast recording today because uh, maybe my timeline isn't, isn't properly um, curated. But I'm saying too much out there about uh, people being hampered by the African experience or by the Nigerian experience. And let's stop making our environment uh, the excuse for the reason why our wedding practice or our consulting practice or our shoe selling business or our... Um, uh, I don't know, whatever businesses it is that you're involved in, let's stop using the African experience or the Nigerian experience as um, an excuse. There are things that we can do. We're smart enough and we're creative enough and we can figure it out. So let's stop using it for excuse um, as excuses because besides, you look back and you find that people um, of every time, every generation have always had things holding them down. I've always had their own set of excuses. You want to argue that our excuses are not as important or maybe their challenges were less important because I do run into people who say that our parents had it easier because um, Nigeria was, um, um, what's it called? Uh, what do you call these things? Uh, population dynamics um, were different, so uh, more avenues for employment and blah, blah, blah. So I do run into those people who say our parents had it easier, but I'm not interested in making all those arguments and neither should you if you're going to uh, blame uh, population dynamics or the african experience or the nigerian experience you're perpetually going to be trapped so uh, we're young we're smart we're hard working let's 
think about it and uh, we'll be able to push through. But then again, remember, I'm not saying disregard these problems. These problems are there. And for those of you who listened to my recording about, uh, was it two or three days ago, when I was on the fuel queue, the fuel queues in, in Abuja haven't uh, disappeared yet. Um, so just like I was uh, saying then, um, I'm not saying that we should ignore these things or turn a blind eye. But as we get better, as we get wealthier, and as we get more, well, I say, capable and confident in our abilities, let's find ways to get involved in the policy space so that we can make things better for our kids, so that when their own time is right, they can have a new set of challenges to start complaining about, to say, oh, this is the reason why we're not moving forward, or this is our complaint, or this is our hassle. I guess young people will always complain. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja Bay Sales Consultant and Event Media Professional, Tavish Mayide. Thank you very much for your time and attention. I'll make sure that at the next recording, I stay away from public uh, policy issues and uh, focus on the reason why a lot of you subscribe to this podcast in the first place, which is to discuss all things business and personal selling to see how we can improve our businesses one sale at a time and one conversation at a time. So thank you very much for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.